All right. Um, so good evening, everybody. Um, so today, um, if we oh, if we are ready, um, we could uh, go ahead with one of the more um, requested uh, topics that were um, kind of is one of the more important things. I think we should have done one of these first, but um, I guess it is what it is, and we're here now. Um, so. When uh, the most important thing before investing in anything is you have to um, have some previous knowledge about it, right? As I told you, the only investing advice my father ever gave me was invest in something you know about. But I mean, I'm a doctor. I don't really know about um, financial coins or, or that kind of thing, right? So I have to go and research it. But then researching a, a topic like this is not the easiest thing in the world because um, if you type in, say, for a coin like Neo, you just type in Neo, um, like everything about all the four Matrix movies, everything about this thing called Neo Genomics will come up. Like, it's a lot of um, different weird information I will get, right? Which is not pertinent at all. And if you don't know what you're looking for, it could really send you off, right? And discourage you um, quite a bit. So um, if we, today the purpose of this, this whole presentation is to try and get you a little streamlined is into what exactly you should be looking for when you're trying to research a coin. Say a uh, new coin show up on your YouTube feed and you think it is a, um, it is a good idea about, um, a uh, good idea on investing in. You should do a, a bit of research into it to determine what exactly you're getting into before you go ahead and put 500 US into it, all right? So why do we need research, right? So as you can see, this person here had a fun time chopping up this um, Saboka and they really made a mess of it. So you don't really wanna do this with your portfolio at all, right? Because then everything um, all the money that you spend a while saving, you would really basically lose it. And that's what um, not researching into a topic will, will gain you. Um, you all will post in the members chat, right? So I'll get the idea what uh, questions you all have on that. Anything. All right. So the questions we aim to answer with any particular, um, when any particular new coin, or if you're even researching into an old coin, should come up, should, you should aim to answer is, how do you know if this is a good coin? How could I guess if this coin will make me money in the future? How you can make a safe investment? And as Verm um, was worried about initially, how would we know if it is a scam or not a scam? Right? Because there are many, um, Reading into the crypto world, running through the history of it, with 3,000 coins available, some are scams, some are pump and dump schemes designed to just um, influencers um, buy up a lot of the coin, they, they uh, it create a great media hype about it, you go ahead and buy it, it drives up the price, and then they dump their coin and significantly lower the price and you just stuck with a worthless coin and you'll lose a lot of money because of it, right? So the research will help you to avoid these kind of um, mistakes, so to speak, in 
choose then a particular coin? So the simple answer to avoiding, to knowing, to, to answering all these questions would be to do your research into this coin. But then doing research is, is what? Reading about it, how you know what to even read it into. That is like me telling you, go and research how to swim uh, 25 meters. No matter how much you research, if you do practice in the pool, it will be a waste of time. So you need to know exactly what you're going to research, what you're looking to find. All right, so um, how about we start with something that we all, well, hopefully kind of sort of know, right? Which are a little more familiar to us than cryptocurrency. Um, so a good example would be a traditional stock. Right. Um, I know some of you are invested already in traditional stocks. Some are not, but we'll try to make it simple for everybody to um, kind of understand. So with a traditional stock, when you buy in a traditional stock or share, um, you, you you're basically buying a small percentage of a company. So when you buy in this company, they would give you an um, you you're investing in to say we, you're buying a stock, part of Petrotrin. Well, no, sorry, not Petrotrin. Um, <laughs> you're buying something like, um, uh, Jimmy Abood, right? Jimmy Abood is a, is a cloth company. So the company, <laughs> the company, um, yeah, this, this at the top of my mind since Matt said that, um, that two CXT part thing. All right, anyway. So the comp so what you invest all right, so I would say all right, on the tip of my tongue, Jimmy Abood is a safe company. Reasons why? The owners are very good. They are in the one percent in Trinidad, they control most of the government anyway. So I think it's a good investment. Right? The investors, the people who invest into into Jimmy Abood are really good. They sell a good product. They they are somebody they are one of the biggest cloth suppliers in Trinidad and Tobago and People buy cloth for every possible thing. So, right? They have a good history. They are well connected. Well, I don't really know the price of their stock, but seems good. The scalability, they have room to expand because they could go into different textiles, such as things that they use to cover um, fishing equipment, that kind of thing. So, there, there's room for their product, their business to expand. And as you can see, we covered all of the all of those things just at a glance. So without even thinking about it, we usually think about all these things when invested in our stock. Same thing is that's probably the same criteria that we should aim to um aim to determine when invested in a cryptocurrency. <laughs> all right. Anybody have any questions so far? Anything we don't understand. I'll assume that's a no. All right. So with cryptocurrency, in researching a particular cryptocurrency, the same criteria should um should be adhered to. Right? But with a few tweaks because the crypto world is very new. There's no base. There's not a lot of history in terms of it to, to look back on. But that being said, there is 
a specific set of stringent criteria you should look into. All right. So in terms of, so when we talk about Jimmy Abood, we talk about the company, right? With a cryptocurrency, you have to talk about the blockchain that it supplies, right? Um, there's this specific thing called a white paper, right? A white paper is basically um, the company's proposal on how they intend to solve a particular problem, what their blockchain aims to do, how their blockchain aims to scale up, what what basically is the use of their particular blockchain. Each blockchain that has a cryptocurrency or has a or has a ICO, ICO is similar to an IPO. The ICO is basically where the cryptocurrency owners attempt to raise funds to build their blockchain. So the white paper is important, right? It gives you a, a very basic, broad overview of what exactly that blockchain is about. So for say Jimmy Abood, the white paper should read, this company sells cloth, right? Simple, easy to remember, that's what, he block, that's what they do. So, but for a blockchain, say Bitcoin, the purpose of Bitcoin was to um, create a decentralized currency, right? To avoid um, get the, going away from banks. Um, I don't know if you read Ari's post um, recently on the, um, I think it was, I'm not sure who exactly did it, but they had a good overview of what Bitcoin is supposed to do. And that basically is a white paper. All right, but each company has one, each blockchain has one. So any coin you're attempting to research, you just type in that coin plus white paper on Google and it, it will come up and it will give you a good idea on what um, exactly you need to, to know about that particular coin. The important things, the most, one of the most important things I thought when, we, when reading our white paper was the country of origin. So, uh, as we know, NEO is, is originated in China, um, Tezos is Swiss. So these companies, as with anything, has a preconceived notion in the world that some things are better than others. AKA, um, if your clocks is made in, in China, obviously everybody's gonna think, oh, this is fake. It's spelled C-L-O-R-K-S, right? That kind of thing, right? Versus if your clock is made in, um, I don't know, England, right? It's more likely to be real, I guess. I haven't won clocks in a while, so I don't really know. But um, so that's, that's one thing you need to, to think about when reading the white paper and um, thinking about the, the, the origin of this particular product. The next thing is the service of the blockchain, right? We'll go more into that as we move down um the presentation right the next thing is the owners right so the cryptocurrency world being a very new world is very um they, they they're going to on reveal a lot of new names right um so as you can see ari is trying to get his name out there with his halo sign telling us that Jaboka is the best thing since sliced bread and it probably is but the owners and developers are not supremely, supremely relevant at this early stage. But um, as you could tell, some, some names may be, um, may be 
more prominent than others in terms of the owner and developer world. So this is, is something that we may need to take into account, but not right now when you're researching a coin. Ari, you have a lot of um, typing to do on this particular picture. <laughs> yeah, I love my clocks too. I wish I had one. So. All right, so I mean, we all invested into Zabuka for the, for the same reason that we love, we trust Ari, right? We trust Ari, we trust Gianni, we trust um, the, the, the premise of this company. And the owners and developers would certainly play a role in in the um in the develop in the creating a trust level associated with the company but you may not know most of the owners that are building blockchains now or most of the developers that are building blockchains so right now this may not be one of the supremely relevant things but it's something to keep in mind for later on when cryptocurrency does become a bit wider and more um, more adopted okay so the next thing we have to take into account is investors. So anything to build anything in any um, at any rate, you need investors, right? Venture capitalists are the people who fund your project. They are they hire a number of um, product analyzers, which are able to detect how good a product will be was the scalability of it. They are much better at analyzing or researching coins than you, me, or anybody will likely be because we not, this is not our job. That is their job to research coins, right? Um, so as you could tell, a successful venture capitalist, if they are investing into a coin, they would most likely um, build a, a level of confidence in that particular product. So, Let's say, um, I don't know how, much, how many of you know the name Peter Thiel. So Peter Thiel is, is one of the venture capitalists that invested in Facebook. And um, because of that, you know, he, he made a lot of money. He is very successful. So he inspires a lot of confidence in the development of products. And he is also invested in, I think, um, Ethereum, if, if Ari would correct me. Another, but he had invested in a, in a few cryptocurrencies. And because of that, he inspires um, confidence in the people who they advertise his name on their white paper, right? So venture capitalists are an important thing to keep in mind. As we said, um, Zavoka has no venture capitalists because we already have a private island because Ari has a crystal ball that he has been advertising. So we don't need um, VCs. All right, so um, this was one of the things I found that were very interesting um, when, the term, when researching into a coin is that there are many categories of blockchains, right? So blockchains are basically ledgers of information, right? But they aim to solve a number of problems. So the categories of blockchains would revolve around these four main ones for now. Okay, yeah. So Ari puts up who is Peter Thiel and, and how he is inspiring confidence in, in different um different cryptocurrencies and that's 
Right, so transactional blockchains. So transactional blockchains would be the main one we would know would be Bitcoin, right? Transactional blockchains are important in determining the, they are used as, as they, are, they were developed to basically replace money, right? They are used to replace money in exchange for goods and services and that kind of thing. So Bitcoin, Litecoin, um, the stuff of um, um, Dash, these kind of things are important uh, as transactional. So any currency that is transactional, cryptocurrency that is transactional, they were meant to replace money. Platform cryptocurrencies are um, this, the most common one we would be familiar with is Ethereum. So platform cryptocurrencies are designed to get rid of middlemen. They are designed to create markets and even launch other cryptocurrencies. So as you could tell, USDC and all the ERC20 coins were built on the Ethereum network. So platform cryptocurrencies are a little different from transactional. So platform cryptocurrencies weren't meant to replace money, right? Privacy cryptocurrencies, um, these are so similar to transactional cryptocurrencies, but they are geared more towards um, providing transactional security, so removing banks. So these would be like your Monero, Zcash, Dash, right? So the privacy cryptocurrency is like private money. Uh, problem with this is that it, it could be used for a lot of illegal activities, right? Money laundering, that kind of thing. But that being said, as Basically, uh, like a lot of, of celebrities and that kind of thing would want to use private cryptocurrencies um, rather than an open chain network, but like a transactional cryptocurrency, right? And your application-specific cryptocurrency. So your application-specific cryptocurrency are the blockchains that are designed to solve one particular problem, such as uh, VeChain is one of the examples I use a lot. Um, because the VeChain is very um, applicable to the development of vaccines and quality control, right? And also vaccines would be big on the list of, of information. VeChain recently signed uh, um, a partnership with Bayer, which is a big drug company. So they, they are big on quality control. Into, well, I'm a doctor, so med medical applications would be very applicable to me. So these are the things that I would um would zone into. So when researching a coin is important to determine which category that coin would fall into because you don't want to be um invested too heavily on in only one category here. You want to be spread across the categories so that remember if Bitcoin is the main transactional cryptocurrency, the rest are unlikely to thrive, right? Um, if you have one um, big platform, most companies would want to use that platform so the rest would be unlikely to thrive. So you don't want to invest in too much platforms or too much private cryptocurrencies or too much applications. Well, application specific could go as wide as you want because these blockchains solve very, very different problems in very, very different industries. But the first three, you don't want to invest too, uh, you don't want to be too heavily invested in only one, right? Um, anybody have any questions after this particular slide? This one was kind of heavy.
No, everybody okay? Okay, all right, so. Good, so as we mentioned before, blockchains are designed to, certain blockchains are designed to solve problems, right? Um, crypto is one, how determining the applicability of, of this particular problem is basically how you would decide if this product is um, has a future, essentially. So you have to determine, you have to guess the demand of how, how practical this solution is. And the three questions you should ask yourself is, is it applicable, is it scalable, and is it adaptable to the world? So take any Jimmy Abood example, back. everybody uses cloth. We all wear clothes, but then you have to think about how many people buy cloth actually to sew clothes, right? That market has certainly reduced, right? You do, all of us is buy from Amazon now, which they get your Levi jeans and your, your t-shirts and whatever. You, nobody sew anything anymore, so we don't really need this cloth. But Jimmy Abud has recently done fish and nylons and, and stuff to cover boots and that kind of thing. So, I mean, they are applicable, they are adaptable. Right, so they would still be a good investment. Right, taking a more um, cryptocurrency oriented um, world is the let, let's take into account the Ethereum network. So, Ethereum is a network that um, apps are designed to be built on, and they have launched a lot of ERC20 coins. So they are really ad applicable. They have increased their scalability with the launch of Ethereum 2.0, and they have shown that they are adaptable with the launch of this particular um, thing. So the product, the, this product, the product that a cryptocurrency offers is their solution to a problem. And you have to determine if this solution is worthwhile to the real world. It does have real world application. And that, and that will basically determine if this, blockchain will survive, okay? All right, so in determining history of this coin, history of a coin is important, right? So you need to determine when the coin was conceptualized, right? Because Bitcoin was conceptualized in 2008. There wasn't a lot of growth with it till maybe 2017, I think. And um, that's 10 years. But now that that has happened, a lot of new coins get launched and they boom within the first year and then they become largely irrelevant after that. So you need to determine before investing in a coin, what is the history? Has it brought on any venture capitalist interest? Because these people are the gods of analyzing if products are likely to succeed or not. And if they say it's likely to succeed, most likely it could be likely to succeed. Right, and another thing is the change of price of this particular coin. So, as you can see with Bitcoin, there was a big boom in 2017 with a drop off in 2018, and largely as we come stable towards 2019 2020, right, minus the, the oil fall, right. But this price stability change is really the, the safety net that, that you're going to look for when researching a coin. So the stability of our price range will determine how likely you are 
to make a, a good investment or a bad investment. Right, so history is really important. Looking back is just as important as determining what will happen in the future. And history is basically the only clue we have as to what will happen in future with respect to this, to any cryptocurrency. Right, so pricing. Trend graphs are easy to understand. I mean, it is basically a line graph. Um, you can use your candlestick version, right? Um, I don't know how willing Ari will be, or I could probably do it as if you all want to have a, um, a presentation on how to understand a trend graph and, and basically what everything means and how to determine what prices should be buying at or selling at. Um, but I guess you could comment a fire emoji if you're interested in um, having this particular presentation done, right? Uh, another good resource here is Coin Market Cap. So Coin Market Cap basically is they rank each cryptocurrency according to the amount of um, money that is invested in it currently. So the amount of circulating coins, the amount of Aria, are you going to be doing this presentation, right? You don't have to. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. You can split this up. All right, yeah. So coin market cap is basically a rank of how much money is invested. And uh, to give you a real world example, if we are going to a fest, right? And me, Justin, Ari, and Gianni buy tickets more likely than not Nagwa is want, going to want to buy a ticket as well because money um, money follows money. So that is as basically how crowds work. So basically, as more money is pumped into one cryptocurrency, more people will want to buy into that because it is because more people trust it, right? And CoinMarketCap gives you a good idea of which, which um which blockchains and which cryptocurrencies people um, people trust more than others. But it should not be right. The only problem with coin market cap is that if Nagua comes to the Fed is going to be basically a stones party that nobody's going to enjoy, right? Because there's just five of us there. Versus if he doesn't come and uh, one of Gianni's um, secret lovers come. Like, I mean, Aguil's going to be there, so we're going to have a little better time, right? That is the point of that whole story was that if you buy into a very stable coin that a lot of people trust, the likelihood of, of that coin increasing in value or making you rich overnight is very unlikely to happen because it's it, that the more people invest in a coin, the more stable it's going to be. But if you invest in a coin that is very low on the coin market cap ratio, this and it is developed with a good product and that kind of thing, it could basically what we call um, moon overnight, which means that the value could increase exponentially and you could make a lot of money overnight with this with a particular coin. So there are two ways of using coin market cap. I and personally, I don't have a lot of time to to be on this um to be checking um 
values every day and to, to know which coins are going to moon and to research coins so so evidently. So I prefer to invest in the stable coins. But I mean it's up to you whether you think that you are you have that that level of risk tolerance. Right? But coin market cap is a good resource. All right. So the forecast of a coin. Um, this is a is a bit controversial because there are a lot of websites that offer forecasting of coins, right? So they basically look at a lot of what has gone before and they give you an idea of what is expected to happen in future. Right? Um, so the two best ones that I came across were Wallet Investor. So it's walletinvestor.com and Changely. So change, uh, these two sites, if you go on them at any point, they would give you an idea of um, what happened in the market so far, where the, the supports were, where the resistances were. And they give you a one, basically a one-year prediction of what this coin is likely to be in a year and if it's a good investment or a bad investment. The kind of caps there is very, very important, I would think, is don't take this information wholesale because a lot of these cryptocurrency um, use some money to incentivize these websites. So they give you basically a kind of little false information and they, they make their coins look really good and other coins look really bad. But Wallet Investor is a really conservative, what you call website. So they don't usually give you very, uh, they give you very practical, um, practical, very, very practical um, information. All right. Right, so then the last thing we're gonna discuss now is any resources. And um, so the main resources that I particularly use Coin Telegraph and CoinDesk are good resources for news on cryptocurrencies. So they give you the important bits of information without um, giving you too much, any uh, major changes. Um, CoinMarketCap is, as I said, a good, um, a good resource as well and gives you this, um, this list of, of, of cryptocurrencies in order based on market value. Uh, social media is a source, but you need to take it with a grain of salt because social media is very, could be influenced very easily by a very small number of persons, right? So reading about social media, Twitter is, is really active in the cryptocurrency world. And I don't, you need to take everything you read on social media with a grain of salt because everybody, once they see a coin move up 10 cents, they will say, well, this coin going to the moon, bye, 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 right? And if you're not really happy with some out here, you will buy, 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 and then fall, fall, fall. So social media is not um, not right. So I know Ari wanted to share a few, um, a few of his resources that he in particular uses. So I don't know if you wanna jump in here or you wanna jump in at the end. Okay, so he said he'll, um, he'll jump in with his resources at the end. So um, so these are the resources that I, me in particular, use. Um, my main market watcher, market ticker, would be the HODL app. 
right? It usually um, encompasses all these things as well as news and that kind of thing. I well, I have it on iOS. I don't know if it's available on Android, but the app is HODL. Right. So we're kind of winding down. So anybody have any questions on the parameters that we discussed so far? On the things to look for? Yeah. Yeah, Justin, yeah. Right. Um, what I was going to say? Oh. I wonder, like how, like, in terms of identifying, like, bias and whatnot, how you would go about doing that in the crypto space? Because, mm. as you say, that, that, as you say, people will, in some, some um, coins could influence it in sites and, and whatnot now. Well, uh, right. So, so the, CMC, the main thing... coin market cap was purchased by one of the some some exchange or something by over coin market cap. So people was questioning whether bias or something would go into right. coin market cap and thing now. So that's the there was a nitty gritty uh, question after. Okay, right. So you have to remember that bias is. Let me take an example of. Um, me and Ari like the same girl, right? Both of us like the same girl and both of us trying to find out information from the class about her, right? Different aspects of the, of the class will obviously have some biases towards, some biases against, but if Gianni only listens to the people who, are, who don't like this girl, he will obviously be biased against her. Uh, but say me now, who will talk to the whole class, more likely to have a neutral perspective. That's why you need to, that's the point of this story was that if you research enough, right, your biases will, you will find there will, you can't focus on using one resource alone, right? You have to focus on using all the resources that I mentioned before, right? So the white paper may be biased for, Right, you would use wallet investor, wallet investor might be biased against. So in essence, yeah, the aim of using all these resources is to avoid avoid being biased in, in one particular direction. All right, as a follow-up question, as I mentioned that, right? Um Coin Telegraph and Coindesk and all these other stuff could be, I don't know, sometimes it could be American centric now. Mm -hmm. I want to know yeah. about if there's any like other like Euro centric or Chinese centric um resources right. that we look at. That's the other so, question. So, so what this coin market a... what um coin telegraph and coin um coin desk and these these news companies do is that they they pull their, their information from a number of different, um, they, they follow coins, they don't follow countries, right? So the, the whole point of this crypto space is to become decentralized. So they don't really follow, they will follow a particular coin and what that coin is doing. They're not gonna follow how it, it relates to the US government or how it relates to um, the USDC coin. They will tell you what that particular coin is doing. They're not going to focus, or I understand, I haven't used any, um, but I guess Reddit, Reddit is a little more, with less 
American centric, but any of these any of these media content that we derive through the internet will be geolocated towards us in Latin America. So either way, I mean the coin telegraph and coin desk are, are a lot of um they, they focus on, on basically what a coin is doing irrelevant of where the um location is. And telegram telegram is, is a big resource. Most coins have a telegram community. And um they they would usually have it available on their um on their white paper on their white paper site. So you could join this community to learn more about that particular coin. But I guess if you're going to focus on 10 coins, joining 10 Telegram communities and reading messages, that is basically a day job there. So, I mean, you have to kind of give and take how much um, resources you want to, um, you want to, how much, how invested you want to be in this particular coin, how much research you want to do into it before investing. Right, so, Justin, that kind of answer your question. It's difficult because I mean there yeah. will be some sense of bias anywhere you go. I mean with any with anything, right? If it asks me about um, if I like Puma shoes or Nike shoes, I mean I've I have run in Nike shoes for years. I like Nike. Nike works for me, so I will say Nike. But if you talk to any pro athlete, they might say Puma. So I mean it's it's kind of what. You have to take. You have to kind of build a story based on everything you research. But the the purpose of this presentation was to show you what ideas you should put in your story. All right. The next question is to. This is a totally different question. To read a white paper, I think I don't know. Some of them might be very heavy in the technical jargon, and it could get lost oh. in that. So, Most white papers actually are designed so that even people who are not um not really cryptocurrency people they don't understand the jargon are able to read them. Most of them, right? Um, yeah. but I guess there are no sparks for white papers. Yeah, if there's any like resource where you could get like a summary or. Well, like, uh, uh, I, I could um, probably chime in here for a bit yeah, uh, yeah. on this point. So white papers, you're right, especially in the earlier, the, the older projects, um, the newer projects tend to, they learn from the past and they have write the white papers in a way that it's a little bit easier um, for the general reader to understand. The earlier projects, you know, like Dharma Protocol, DYDX, Pantera, those uh, they were very technical in nature because they were all inspired by the Bitcoin white paper and then the Ethereum white paper. Um, one good resource I found is uh, Medium. So Medium.com, it's like an online publishing platform. platform. Uh, and you all, re all you really need to do is uh, search the name of the project on Medium and usually you find explainers um, of the white paper, explainers of the project uh like maker dow for example has a there's a lot of um uh, writings on medium and reddit to help explain that um the other thing i just wanted to circle back on other research uh, point um uh areas where you could you could find research one of the things i found particularly useful 
is looking at something called the offering memoranda of uh, uh, digital asset funds. So I posted an example uh, of Reevemont uh, Capital, which is a, a crypto focused fund. Uh, they, they basically put out these prospectuses, these memoranda to prospective investors. Um, you know, these are, you know, other VCs or pension funds to raise money for their fund. Uh, and in that, they explain what their allocation is going to look like, how they look at the risks, um, how they think, think about things like their longer term strategies. Um, it's good, it's good to, uh, to, to get, give you a sense of how uh, professional investors are uh, thinking of their allocations uh, and their strategies. So Pantera Capital is another example. Uh, and Grayscale Investments is another big, uh, a big fund that you could look at. Yeah, I was reading some of the Grayscale stuff because them looking like they're moving, moving big right now this year. All right. Yeah. Um, the only thing with Grayscale, so the other only point uh, maybe to, to be aware of is the crypto space is very, very political. And I mentioned before, I think in the podcast, the podcast where I talked about Ethereum and like hard forks and stuff, um, oftentimes uh, uh, it's easy to get confused um, by uh, some funds are opinionated about what types of coins they're backing. And so Grayscale, for example, uh, Barry Silbert, the, the guy behind it, he is a very, he well was, I don't know if he's changed his position now, was very much a fan of Ethereum Classic. So that fund was actually holding Bitcoin and Ethereum Classic, not Ethereum. Um, and then the other one is Bitcoin. Um, uh, in the Bitcoin space, uh, if you go on Reddit and you search up Bitcoin or BTC, you get two different Reddits. One is Reddit R Bitcoin, which is the, um, the like R forward slash Bitcoin, the full word, which is the uh, uh, like, original Bitcoin community. And then there's Reddit R BTC, which is actually Bitcoin Cash. So I actually made the mistake tonight and I like BTC, which was Bitcoin Cash and it was a green you know, logo. So those are little nuances to be careful to look out for. Because you might think you're reading about one coin and you're reading about another one. All right, one All right. last one here. So people yeah, yeah. like who had a read medical papers and thing, right? You and fed up read any um like video or audio resources or anything like that you all would, would recommend, like a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything like that. That's good, a team, good, that's good, a good one. Yeah. Okay. So I have a few of of, of um getting information. Man. Good, good one. Um. Yes. So. Okay, there is a great, so this is not research so much as it is general education, but there is a great video series uh, done by, I believe, Princeton University. Uh, and I'll find the, the series, which was uh, taught, uh, basically it's uh, 12 videos by, taught by Princeton computer science and theoretical uh, and uh, software engineering professors on Bitcoin and exactly how blockchains work, very detailed. There's podcasts, so let me just get my podcast app and open this up. Um, Unchained is a great podcast uh, to listen to, um, and it, a lot of it is like she. I I I was interviewed by her, so um, the she's a great uh, interviewer. Uh, the Unchained podcast, which I'll share the link now. Um, 
she interviews uh, creators in the space. So like people like uh, CZ who, who um, created Binance. Uh, she used to work, her name is Laura Shin, and she used to work for, uh, I believe it was um, Bloomberg uh, before as a reporter. And then she went fully into the crypto space. Bloomberg also has some great crypto um, art. So one of them is my friend, his name is, uh, let me just get his, uh, Roger. Roger Huang, uh, he writes, he writes for Bloomberg. Uh, I'll give you an example here. Sorry, he writes for Forbes, my, my bad. Um, that's a good one. I'll share some podcasts that you could listen to. That's a very good, uh, that's another one. Um, Yeah. Okay. Let let me let's link some some podcasts you could listen to. But yeah, that's a good point you you brought up. I'm I'm a big podcast listener, um, and there's a lot of great ones. Just a word of caution about um listening to videos or or anybody speaking about um about a particular topic is that there there will be a lot of bias their bias associated with it, right? Simple things like people, just that intonation could could give bias, and and reading reading about something, reading text about something will help to um kind of get away from that. So it's just a word of caution before you invest too heavily in video devices or even podcasts and that kind of thing. But I mean, it is it is the way we're moving, but it's just a word of advice. Um. All right, so Kelsey had a, a one question about what stops you going down a rabbit hole. So essentially, um, I guess the, the, the way to do that is to gather, as I, I mentioned with the um, class and the girl, is to gather a lot of information. So once you gather a lot, you have less risk of being biased in any one particular direction. And developing a, a full opinion would be, um, would probably be a, a the way going forward to avoid falling down in this hole, I guess. Um, any other questions before we just have a kind of finish up? All right, so this is just a cool quote that I came up with that we could probably use later on. Um, all right, so. The next thing that we're gonna discuss is how how to identify a scam. So I think that this was um, this was really a, a big um, thing that we usually that we had, right? Um, so the first thing is don't ever give anybody your password to your wallet, right? No matter how much um, you love someone or think it's a good idea. Um, Right, so things like the white paper, the owners, and what solution a blockchain attempts to, to what problem a, a, a solution a blockchain attempts to give to the world is a good idea. It will make a good idea of, of helping to avoid a scam. So once you read a white paper, it should give you an idea of the, if this company is a scam or not. And Google reviews. I found Google reviews um on any on anything that you plan to to use 
Right. So uh, before I before I invested in BlockFi, I had read a lot of Google reviews about it because I mean, it seemed like a scam. But Google reviews do give you a good idea if if this um, if anything is a scam or not, right? Um, and certainly if it involves anybody from Nigeria or a Nigerian prince, it probably is a scam. So don't it. But determining if something is a scam or not is not the easiest thing in the world, but research is, is the way of, of um, avoiding that particular problem. And if you're worried about scams, you could just ask Ari if he thinks it's a scam. Um, or Alex or Jan. Um, hello? Yeah? So somebody approached me with a scam recently. Well, I mean, in their head, they didn't think it was a scam. So I just said, I'll talk about it. Everybody said it could be our way, right? So um, somebody had heard me talking about like investing in cryptocurrency and stuff. So mm -hmm. apparently they do as well. They just in, apparently invest in this thing called cash FX, right? And sometimes when they like listen to other people, it's important to know that if it's too good to be true, it's then be with it because the man was talking about three percent interest daily. And he said he make eight hundred and sixty US on his thousand US investment. And how it is work apparently is you send your Bitcoin to Cash FX and they just invest similarly to how BlockFi does work, but BlockFi have like eight point six percent interest on USDC and different um, percentages on different coins. HFX is deal only with Bitcoin and it's like three percent daily so like I don't know how I don't know how it is even work because it, it don't even they don't have no no like how BlockFi does invest your money for you and show you how you just get that return of interest. HFX is do some like I don't know what the guy was trying to say, but apparently he had invest and make this amount of money. And he didn't because it's like somebody I know showed me. But try to explain to him that it's a Ponzi scheme now. They're going to give the initial investors money to grab as much people as they could into the program and then eventually just disappear. Like it kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> you that's a great point you brought up, and you actually hit the nail on the head on exactly one of the biggest indicators of what is a scam, which is it is not clear how the money is being made. Um, so with BlockFi as an example, the way BlockFi works, just to give you an example com to compare the two, BlockFi actually doesn't invest your money for you when you put mm -hmm. it in them. They create a loan account. They create a credit account that borrowers can borrow your money. So you take, they take on credit risk because they have to effectively underwrite the borrowers of the assets you put in their custody. And they charge an interest on those assets depending on the asset type. So Bitcoin um, has a, uh, a potentially lower interest because Bitcoin has more price volatility compared to something more stable like USD coin. But it's actually very simple the way BlockFi um, uh, creates the return because people who want liquidity or want to borrow um, to do other investments, maybe they want to do swing trading, they will create a margin account with BlockFi and borrow with some collateral in and at a, at a pre-specified interest rate. 
something like CashFX. Uh, this is the first time I've heard about it actually, so I don't, I don't, I was just kind of googling it. Um, one of the easiest questions you can ask anybody or any project or try to figure out is how the money, how the revenue or profit is generated. And usually, the more difficult it is to find out that answer, the more likely the project is to be, um, you know, not legitimate. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. Once, once, so that's the thing. Once a company has a, a good solution, good order, a good white paper, a good product, it is unlikely to be a scam. But once you ask the question, how, how, how do you make money? And that's a difficult question to answer. I mean, more than likely, there's a scam you're going to deal with. All right. Um, yeah, so if anybody, ha if nobody have any further questions on how we, and we all clear about the things we're going to look for when you're going to read about or listen to a coin being presented to you, um, I think I could close up there for today. And um, Ari had some, what is called a thing? Roadmap features that he wanted to share. Yeah, Th thank you very much, Shiva. This was very, very helpful. Like this was a great, uh, great content as usual. Um, I think we had a great turnout tonight as well. Um, like all you have nothing yeah. to do with all the evening. <laughs> <laughs> one hour, one hour heads up. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, Matthew. Like I, if you understand where your revenue is coming from, I never like to put my money into any, I'm just answering what you're saying. I never like to put my money into something that I can't explain um, to myself and to other people how that money is being made. And, you know, I would rather take an 8.6% and know how that 8.6% is generated versus 3% a day and have no clue what's happening behind the scenes. Um, Hold on. I just wanted to say, I find it really rude that you say that they have no lives when you had to have a happy hour with your client from three to five and you didn't even drink alcohol. <laughs> okay, you can continue. Right. You didn't have to hit so low. Five, I was just coming up. Um, okay, so we have a few, uh, as you are the members, we have a few uh, things to talk about, but I wouldn't take too long. The first is, you know, we've mentioned we are building the app uh, and we've been talking about it a lot. Uh, stay tuned this weekend. We'll be sharing some screenshots of, uh, of what that would look like. The first feature of the app is going to be, of course, Boost, but then the next features we're going to be releasing are the uh, automated uh, uh, allocation. Like you can split, your, split your, your subscription up into different tokens. So that's, that's on the roadmap and we're targeting currently end of June to have the Boost app ready. So that's our current calendar like timeline. Um, and then releasing the other features subsequently uh, in the coming uh, coming uh, weeks after that. Um, the other thing is we've been contemplating ways to potentially reduce the the cost of the subscription, uh, and we're working through. I think the progress, the biggest the biggest driver of that is just the uh, volume. So as I was I was explaining this to Kavir uh, uh, yesterday. The biggest of way we can reduce fees is by being able to manage our treasury uh, better. And what that means is 
when we make transactions, so when you swipe your credit card, the money that you that is withdrawn from your credit card has to take a number of hops uh, to, to la before it lands back into your Exodus wallet. And each of those hops it makes costs a little something. And so the more the the bigger transactions we can make, um, meaning the more volume we move, the more we can uh, amortize those costs for each individual member. So one of the biggest things that help us reduce the cost is, of course, just more, uh, just having more uh, volume to move, because then we can take a fixed cost potentially and split it up amongst more dollars, so it becomes you know cheaper. So I want to just reiterate that we have a referral program and the referral program. What it, the reason why it helps us reduce costs? Uh, I'll explain again how we like no there's like no fully transparent. We have costs to move from the PayPal account to our bank account to our custody account to the trading account and back to USDC account. The more volume from more customers, the the less it will cost to make those hops for for you. Um, so we want to be able to reduce it. I, I am trying to target a 12% rate um, to, to get you all down to instead of uh, the, the 15. Um, so if we can make that happen in the next month, that would be great because that's that's where my head is at to try to bring the cost down uh, even more. So that's that's currently uh, in the uh, <laughs> that's currently in the uh, in the roadmap. Um, any thoughts on that so far? Because there's one other thing I want to mention. You all can take on your put on your microphones. There's no uh, there's no need to type. No. Okay. With us in. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Just run through what the boost um feature is supposed to be again. Okay. Good yeah. point. And we we're going to write a blog post on this. So this is a great one. The boost does two things. The boost feature is basically, um, and, and you actually, Justin, is a good person to, to ask this because you were one of the early like prototypers of like you help create, you helped me with figuring out, like coming up with this idea. It provides our members a way to get more USD coin or actually any other token, but for now it's USD coin um, immediately when they want it without having to wait for their subscription. Now, the boost feature, so for example, let's say you have a 500 uh, USD per month subscription, so you get in 500 USD coin every month. With boost, you have allocated to your account an additional 500 USD coin that you could purchase any, you could purchase any amount of that. So you could purchase 100 of the 500, zero or anything. And you can buy that on the fly whenever you want, right? So say, let me say, as an example, you get to maybe a tax refund or you maybe you sell a car or something and you have some extra cash lying around and you want to get in a little bit more USD coin that month, the boost feature lets you do that. Now, one of the advantages, the reason we are able to offer the boost, the purchase of the USD coin at a cheaper rate than your subscription because as I mentioned before, the treasury, once you have a subscription, we can manage our treasury account and we can allocate trades that would otherwise we would have to like not do. We can allocate it to a boost, separate boost account that we can send to you. So we're actually able to reduce the cost of boost. So it's actually cheaper than the subscription. So if you were to do a boost plus your subscription, your blended rate would be like 12.5% right now. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like a self serve, self serve barn, basically. Yeah. The second aspect of Boost is it allows you to also potentially reduce your monthly subscription. So instead of doing 500 plus 500 Boost, you can do 250 subscription and then 250 Boost to get to the 500. Um, so that was part of the motivation too, is to allow us to offer a lower barrier to entry, like an easier barrier, like a reduce the barrier to entry for yeah. potential members and also reduce the cost. Because the longer the, the, the subscription helps us plan plan out our cash flows um, so that we can have money ready to be traded rather than trading on the... As soon as we have to trade money on the... Because we have to load funds without pre-planning. Yeah, it makes sense. Right? Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. The boost feature will be available the end of June. I mean, technically, it's available to all members. You just need to message me. So I, I am tech manually boosting. Uh, anyone who reaches out to me, I, I can boost. I can give you a boost, and you can see what it's like. Um, but we want it to not rely on me, so you can have it directly in the app. You can log in to an app and just use it. Um, uh, you can use it on your own without asking asking anyone's permission and without having to wait for me to finish dinner. With uh, which is uh, what uh, some some members have had to do. <laughs> okay, so this won't take too long. Uh, one one thing I've been mentioning to the members is we've been looking at ways to help you diversify uh, your portfolio with Zabaka, and I mentioned that we've been contemplating a real estate uh, option, and and it's starting to materialize. So I wanted to bring it to your attention and kind of get your feedback. This is very much like a brainstorming kind of thing. So unmute yourself and I'm ready to hear you talk, but I'll tell you what it is we're thinking. We have the option. Yeah, we have the option uh, uh, we have in, in, in play a, a partnership with a property development firm that allows us to build uh, income generating residential uh, uh, real estate. So uh, the plan is like a micro apartment complex um, that allows us to uh, just let me switch over. I think I lost my. Can you all hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, an apart micro apartment complex that allows us to sell um, these units at a much lower rate than you know. We're, we're looking, we're targeting rates of like two hundred and fifty k to four hundred k TT, um, and those units will be managed by the property management company and rented out to uh, families or students um, with 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 uh, the real estate broker that uh, real estate agent that we're working with, and. So on one side, it allows uh, our members to be able to invest in real estate at a price point that is probably more uh, approachable than, say, some of the more expensive things on the market. Um, and then the other side of it, as being a Zabuka member, which is in the option to get the rental income in USD coin that they can then invest uh, however else they want. So I just wanted to throw that idea out to you guys, see how, how you're reacting to it, what your thoughts are, what questions you have. Um, yeah. So this real estate opportunity is in Canada, 
all the deaths, right? So actually, no. Oh, this is in this is in Trinidad. Oh, in Trinidad. This is in Trinidad right now. Um, okay. But we want to roll out, pilot it in Trinidad, and we, if the model works, we can replicate it in other other uh, countries as well. So, um, wait. so people will be able to. So we invest in it essentially real estate in Trinidad, and we'll be able to get. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how how my money graded to that now. Is it how we making money from that now? We'll go over that one more time for me. Oh, you going? All right, Ari just left. <laughs> Same flow, cut them off. <laughs> you know what's funny is I can hear him talking downstairs. He followed each other. <laughs> so he's probably talking to the wind. Tell him, come on. <laughs> he didn't even come back on yet. Alex, know. go downstairs and tell him something. <laughs> 5G for it. 5G. Doesn't Canada have 5G yet? Or whatever it is. Yeah, we reach back. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Alex was yelling at me. I, I was talking and apparently... <laughs> <laughs> I actually right next to the the router, so I have no idea why it wasn't working. I'm like downstairs next to the router. Um, where did you not hear me? Everywhere. Oh, okay. No question. I didn't hear any of the answer. <laughs> okay. The answer is it's magic. You just have to trust trust us. It's it's Zabuka FX. No, so so the way it works is <laughs> the way it works is is you would basically uh, um, buy a apartment in uh, in Trinidad. It'll be like a micro habitat, like a you know a small s- square footage, but apartment, but low cost. Like the, we target in rental rates of between like fifteen hundred to like three thousand TT. So like on the lower end, but much more affordable. Um, the property management company that's managing the service will do the due diligence and tenant tenant it for you. Um, so they would make sure that the people coming in are, are able to meet the obligations of being a tenant. And then you would get paid in Trinidadian dollars into your bank account as any, like as if you were a landlord because you effectively become a landlord, you own that apartment. Uh, and then if you wish to take a, like to, to use the USD coin conversion service, the company would just give you a, a code, like a, like a, like a, like a, What's the right word here? Like a, a code, like ABC123 kind of code. And you would just come to Zabuka and sign up a subscription using that code. And it would swap the, the TT dollars for USD coin. But it would likely be at a much lower rate, something closer to like like 8 to 10% instead of like the fifth. It'll actually be much closer to, to our cost. Because we have a partnership, we can reduce the cost a lot more. And that's basically it. So basically you... There he goes again. He won. <laughs> he and you can. He's still going. He's <laughs> like, I can hear him talking. The benefits of I'm it. I'm not going to say it again. The benefits of it is that. Hello. Yeah. There you go. Hi, yeah. Ari. Yeah. Go ahead, Leanne. No, I was just like he the, telling him about the benefit of the the affordability of the apartment. 
would oh. be unmatched really in the market that we have right now. Oh. I was wondering if I could go and live there. If you if you want to, if you want to, it'll be a new. It's new construction, um, but yeah. we 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 targeting about seventeen units right now. And then if the model works, we can expand it out to about forty other. So by next year, we should have maybe about fifty, sixty to hundred units available. Um, that was my next question. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, what what stage we at with? And like, what location are we looking at? And that kind of so, thing. so right now, there's two locations being scoped out. One is in, well, three locations. One is in 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 Debe, like Separia region. So mm-hmm. on the main road, like the on Debe. The other one is in Felicity, in like next to Price Mart. Okay. Um, and we're not even at construction or anything yet. We're not, but the construction, um, like like will be built like fully transferred wow. is like my dad is building like my dad behind the library he could build it in like uh he could build it in uh about uh two months dog and all you want to toilet on friday and all you're flushing on tuesday dog nope well so what we so here's the motivation we were looking at so we i was asking myself how how can we help people protect basically like not have too much if if the trinidadian dollar is potentially going to devalue you probably want to put it into asset classes that are less likely to to devalue in the long run and was they going again oh lord oh wi-fi working better than his one i think you have push a talk and anybody yeah, he just he's in the basement he's always be talking about push a talk alex just go on one push, push him to talk. <laughs> I'm He's sure he's pushing. I can hear him downstairs. Oh my god! Yeah, he actually. No, it can't be the Wi-Fi. He's next to the router. He's the our router is in the basement. And yeah, I unplug it. Yeah, Ethernet cable, LAN. Maybe he's part led. Yeah, his head is thick. He's still talking, guys. Good. <laughs> One second. Why he just doesn't come upstairs by your computer? Is he got feedback? I think any um two things. Oh, the oh feedback. I don't have push to talk. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> so the last stable, Alex. Stable class. Stable Alex is class. yelling at me, but I want I'm on I'm on data. I have no idea what's going on. They just don't want it. They just it's cut. It's Can cold in boots. on the main floor, so I'm not bawling down the whole house. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold in boots. Trying to block Please. the data. I'm the dogs are getting afraid. You cut point, guys. Maria's answering a question. Two minutes ago, you cut off. So your entire paragraph. My entire paragraph. So what was the last thing you all heard? Yo, we want to invest in a stable asset class. Yeah. Oh, so we were saying how how can we how we were thinking how could we create um, uh, options that allow uh, allow our members and even ourselves to not be so exposed to the TT dollar itself uh, being potentially devalued, and we saw uh, real estate as a potential option, uh, but the we first looked at the Canadian and American markets what it would have required us to do if we wanted for you all to invest into those markets right away 
would be to create a, something called a real estate investment trust where you'd be buying shares in a trust and we'd be pooling assets and we'd be developing something. But the problem with that, it's not a problem, it's, it's done all the time, but because you're a foreign investor, it would require a lot more due diligence and it would be more expensive. So we said, can we have a way where we could create an option locally for that to see if there is a way we could create a, a way for you to invest, to have real estate income coming in locally, but we could use the platform to, to expose the, re the revenues as US dollar backed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, my this is as Discord given the issue. Like Discord just crashed. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to use yours. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be my profile because Discord just doesn't like how you're talking. Really is calm in with The friggin' um, and we'll see in action, Mike GG. Yeah. Is it because you tweeted out the guy? It's called Embut. Okay, no, let me push my chair out of the way, guys. If you saw this action happening, you'd be like four hours. Yes, because I have to repeat myself like six times. Okay, oh, how are you? He's repeating himself. Yeah, so uh, we were looking at ways to make it affordable. Like, I was thinking about for like myself or people I know. The real I started looking, we started looking at the real estate prices in Trinidad, especially the income generating ones, and they honestly kind of high. Um, we were thinking, how can we bring it lower, like down closer to something that is more in our affordability range, which would be kind of like the 250 to 500k range. Um, and then how do we make the, so one of the indicators you use for measuring the value of a real uh, investment, real estate investment um, option, uh, income generating uh, uh, property is you measure something called the GRI, which is the gross rental income which is the ratio between the price you pay versus the yearly revenue you make from rental income. And so we wanted to bring it closer to a ratio of 10. So roughly you know, within like, like 10 or even less. So that, that, uh, that is kind of like the rule of thumb in North America for a good deal. Um, we noticed that that also GRI ratio in Trinidad is much higher than 10. It's closer to like 22. Um, so we wanted to find ways to, to do that. Um, so we ended up looking at building like lower income apartments that are managed by a property management firm. Okay. So uh, it would be a pooling of the Zabuka funds, I would guess, right? Um, no, it would be your individual. You would be an individual investor and you would own, uh, you would own, uh, a dedicated unit. There's two okay. options available. One is you buy shares in a trust and it would pay you dividends. The other one is that you directly own a, a, a full unit yourself. The pros and cons are this. If you own shares in a trust, in a, in a trust, you, the dividends are tax-free, so you don't pay, get, pay tax on it. However, you are dependent on the, the trust company to continue administering the trust. Um, so there's a pro and that's the con generally, um, the pro for owning a unit is you own the unit and you could resell it at a profit if you so desire. The con is that you maybe have some tax implications, uh, to collecting the, the rent yourself directly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 
obviously if you want you could you could you could uh like use your zabuka uh like usd balance but that's your preference like it wouldn't we you could choose if you want to we can accept it but uh it's it's your call on that front Hmm. Uh, when you're looking to get this project like funded um so the project the, the original project is going to be developed regardless it's going to start in the end of june and probably be fully developed by august uh end of august um and the original plan was that these units would be rented out anyways uh so like but the transfer of the ownership can happen at any point in time so it's not like it's yeah. not like yeah it's it's going to be like something that will exist one way or the other but the the, the zaboka community can have access to to own uh part of it uh if they want to and which which um which way we look at going as a as a community like we going ahead with our trust fund model or um no, you can decide which one you want to do because well no 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 it won't be it will have to be one or the other because it'll oh. have to be structured yeah because, so yeah yeah it will can't work together in tandem it's too different yeah yeah well i mean it, it could technically if some people want to go individual and some people want to go trust they need more than one person if you go in trust yeah uh, exactly. ideally financially that's like that's not it wouldn't be ideal for either parties if, like the pro the Zabuka Yeah, because Zabuka it wouldn't be able to split do... them. Exactly, like it's just gonna yeah, yeah, it's yeah. spreading it too thin. They're gonna be chaos. They're gonna be chaos if you have both models functioning yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so oh, so the kind of purpose of this was to determine which direction everybody prefers to go in. Well, one, so the, the purpose of the conversation is one, is this something that is interesting to you all in general? Like, should we, should we share more information about it? Uh, should we kind of go down this path? Um, and then secondly, yes, kind of what model would be, you know, most interesting? Um, just a heads up, we already have, so the first phase would have 17 units. Uh, and we already have uh, one uh, unit that is pre-sold uh, already. So there's 16 units available uh, as it stands. Um, but, and the buyer is actually, funnily enough, someone in Canada who wants to remit, uh, who wants to have like a, a place like to, to hang out when they come on their, like their vacations. Um, but uh, yeah, it's generally just a, a, a what's the, uh, just, Temperature checking, something like this, with you all. I mean, I would be interested in more on the trust side of it. Doing the trust, it's the trustee. Yeah, I can see that making sense if you maybe can't, uh, don't have the uh, ability yet to to make a full commitment for a full unit. Mm -hmm. um, that makes a lot of sense, um, but it does become a bit more complicated to manage because you then have to have an administrator of the trust which would yeah. probably increase the overall cost um, because now you have to manage this trust and do share, like dividend payouts and make sure, yeah, so. A little bit more risk that comes with the trust that uh, they're like legal risks, things that, although we understand, are not quite uh, straightforward. And it will also take a bit longer because we'll have to set up the illegal structures in place. So personally, yeah. my preference would be to have dedicated ownership. Exactly. It's more beneficial for people to be the actual owners for their 
their own benefits rather than receive dividends. And where what was the price point of one of these units for you? So we we targeting between two hundred and so it's different sizes and different amenities, but two hundred and fifty k to four hundred k. And you all can tell us like what makes sense because we have ability to change the um, floor plans and layouts to adjust the price points. But obviously there'll be more rental income for the the rental price will be higher if, for the tenants for the four hundred k units. The rent is kind of between. Um, uh, targeting between like fifteen ish hundred a month to like three thousand, three thousand two hundred ish a month. Everybody got insanely quiet just now. <laughs> I'm probably thinking about it. I mean, you don't have to have answers right away. We just want to know you're like. Yeah, yeah. You, we definitely don't need to 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 have like we're not expecting anybody to say yeah, man. It's more like, um, is Thank this is real estate even interesting to you guys? Is there a different model we should be thinking of? Gut um, reaction. Um, if Zavoka were to do a partnership with this, um, and then as you like digest it, we'd love to hear from you. Just over the members chat is fine. I guess the first question is, is real estate a direction we should go in? Yes or no? Again, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was a question for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. So, I mean, if you, if you look at, at everything, um, in yeah. terms of all your, your financial models available in Trinidad, real estate is the most likely to pay the most over time. Um, your, your risk of devaluation is much less than on your stock market and that kind of thing. But that being said, um, I being as heavily like being as as asset, I like having a lot of assets and no liquidity to find um two four hundred thousand just for a, a single apartment. Is a uh, difficult decision for thirty or twenty-eight year olds to make. I think. I mean, yeah. if we if we we I think uh, yeah, our member class is is not is not my parents who have a uh, a uh, uh, four hundred thousand uh, spare in the bank here. Yeah, let me do something with it. I yeah. mean, most of my money it it it's it, it's solid. I can't get four hundred thousand to give you tomorrow. Yeah. And I think most of the, the members in this group, me, I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but me, myself, I think that will be a difficult um, price point. And you're putting a lot, of, a lot of trust in this one investment. I think that... Agreed. So is it... So the a couple options we, that we were thinking is one, we could bring... We were thinking... I was thinking closer to, to 250, 250K kind of price point. No, I I don't tell you to adjust your price point. What I tell you to do is I uh, think you're, you're, you're pitching the wrong um, model to the wrong audience. Because I mean, if, you, if you're dealing with a, a little more mature audience, like maybe a 40-year-old who have a little more liquid assets and that kind of thing, they, they will be, they will jump at 400,000. They have that in the bank. Yeah. 
right? right. But they say that's what they say even for the, the next car. But Correct. I mean, they were just planning into this. Correct. But, now, um, the way that we were thinking to do it, it would not have to be a full hundred percent payment upfront. Okay, um, right, good. So now you now you give them a new options. Yeah, so that's what that's what I wanted to. This is what I wanted to stimulate that conversation because the way we were thinking of structuring it, it did not require an a hundred percent payment on the entire property. Correct. It could be structured as um as a financing uh, that repays with the tenanting immediately. Okay, so then you're talking about basically trying a mortgage where you rent paying your mortgage. Yes, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I mean that that is a that is a more uh, I think applicable project to our um group. I agree. Of, yeah. of younger um younger people who who so, need an asset now to hold and we it. could have an asset to borrow again. Got it. But in it, um, but I still think this is a better idea because uh, I knew you were talking about building two. Yeah. yeah? Right. Yes. So I think this first model might be a better idea to pitch at a little more mature audience. Got it. And, um, and then this, when you come around with your second um, business model, that's where um, I think we could probably, well, I personally, sorry, I keep saying we, as if I was speaking for the whole group, but I mean, I think it's a little too early for me. Got it. So I think the trust for, for you, if, if I'm hearing this correctly, at least for you, Shiva, the, the real estate investment trust where you don't necessarily have to own. Definitely. If, if, if you're telling me real investment. Um, yeah, if we're talking about investing in a trust, yeah, definitely. Okay. Much more okay. This is actually money. really good feedback. Is anyone else in agreement with uh, Shiva here? Is it, or is it yeah, like, so I think the same thing too. I, I would prefer the trust way at first because just because yeah. I don't have the liquid capital, as he was saying, to do uh, maybe even that same first thing you're talking about with your rent paying your mortgage anyway. Um, I would prefer the trust way as well. So that's one. And then in general, is the real estate general direction something that you all are even interested in? I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. So I think I think it's really about finding the right structure, the right fit to for it to work for you, for you all. And feel free to message us after if anything, if any other ideas come up. But remember, we we want to design something that works for for the members. So this was just me like coming up with something to, to throw it out there to get feedback. I mean, the perk of being a member is you're going to help with the Zabuka and the affiliated partnerships, like the product direction we go in. Um, so those are things like when we have the app and we start showing you things like the boost feature and everything. This is just another one of that getting feedback before we go and unveil it without hearing from you. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it right now. Um, we we definitely uh, thank you for the uh, for for for, for sh uh, like paying attention, like listening to what we have to say, and would love to hear the feedback. Um, if you all have some more thoughts on it, yes. No, I think we we good with that. I'm more within the boat with Shiva, and I think other people as well, man. That was going to be what Shiva said. Got it. Yeah.
You trust okay, my well, that's really good better option right now. Yeah. For most okay. folks, for some people here. Yeah. And I don't know what Karen's saying here. Yeah. Karen, Karen more than like they'll be in the same boat. I think. He's all paid for you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, he's all paid yeah. He had to pay mortgage and things. So I understand yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we we still have the financial model that we can we can adjust and we can like think through different options. Um, but it's good to know. It, it's really good to know just where our members lie and like what would make more sense for you all. Um, so so it, it is it is something that is adjustable. Like we're not. Um, uh, we want to make things that work for for you all and and give you the right right options. Yeah, no scenario. All right, cool. Well, I'll let you all go. That's uh, thank you all for giving uh, a lot of your Thursday evening to us. Um, appreciate it again, and you all have. We'll share the podcast uh, recordings uh, with you all afterwards. And if we could just pin the, I don't know if you, Alex or Gianni, just pin the resources that you posted now. In your yeah, it's. I think they have a lot of them have been pinned already, so uh, we can uh, we can continue pinning them. Thanks, Shiva. Thanks, Ari. I Thank guess we you. Can work on that, um, that trend, how to read that trend graph. That might be yeah. a little lengthy, lengthy one, though. You could probably split it up into two, two shorter ones or something. And it's really, really technical. But, yeah. um, I guess. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take a shot at it. Yeah, no, I can, I can, um, I have no problem doing it. Uh, you just need to make the time for it. What? Two hours. <laughs> nah, it's a little more than two. It's a little yeah, more than two. Be yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh what? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So stay tuned, y'all. We'll uh, we'll share updates and we'll uh, we'll keep you in the loop on the next podcast. All right. Cool. No problem. All right. All right. Take care. Yeah. Thank you.